the holy gospel of our lord jesus christ according to john 20:19 to 23 when it was evening on that day the first day of the week and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the jews jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you after he said this he showed them his hands and his side then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the lord jesus said to them again peace be with you as the father has sent me so i send you when he had said this he breathed on them and said to them receive the holy spirit if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven if you retain the sins of any they are retained the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ the day of pentecost marks the beginnings the birth of the church the feast of pentecost in jewish context it is called as the first weeks or the feast of the first fruits so people all over the world the jews gather at jerusalem to celebrate this first weeks of this pentecost people jews from every nation they gather there and here we see in acts of apostles chapter 2 1 to 21 verses where the disciples and the count here is 120 members have gathered in the room it is interesting for me to see how for some specific purpose the jews have gathered in jerusalem to celebrate the feast of pentecost and we do not know for what reason the disciples have gathered here when i see this i wanted to ask a question why did they gather in that room 120 people pentecost has a central affirmation of the promise of the holy spirit with jesus ascension the disciples are going to receive the holy spirit when jesus ascended at mount olives he said to his disciples to go back to jerusalem and wait up and stay put to receive the promise or to receive the power of holy spirit the disciples as we all know are from different places but they believed in that promise they believed in that word what jesus had said to them and all of them it says it is one day's journey a sabbath's journey to return from mount olives to jerusalem and they all went back and they're waiting here but before the event before this could take place experiencing the holy spirit there is something that has happened with this 120 people in the room peter comes up with a proposal since they don't have judas they have to elect one of the disciples to make the number 12 complete and they put the lots and they select matthias as they've just finished that people are seated there 
in one accord in prayer and in supplication. And they hear the sound of the wind, the mighty gushing wind. They had planned something, but the narrative, whatever the disciples are building, has totally collapsed because it has taken into a different direction because the wind, the mighty wind, and the descent of the Holy Spirit, like fires of tongues, came and rested on each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to talk in languages. Each one of them spoke a different language. And people who were looking at that, they did not understand what was happening. Pentecost is a spectacular phenomenon of the Holy Spirit taking control of the people. And I see three responses here. The first response is people who saw these 120 people speaking in languages were bewildered. There is a lot of confusion. They didn't know what is happening because when they spoke, each one of them spoke different language, yet people from different nations, the Jews, were able to follow what language they were talking. They were bewildered. They were confused. The first response is, what is this? If you see Acts 2.12, the first response is, what is this? Because it's mind-boggling. Nobody can understand what is happening. Can we put it in words or can we really explain? Can we think of any logic or reasoning here? Because they're completely taken and you cannot come up with any kind of explanation. Just wonder and see what is this. The response here of the people there is, what is this? Many a times I see people interpreting this connecting to um, Babel Tower where God had confused the language of people. So they think that God is trying to fix that here. Uh, but I don't see any connection because if God had confused the languages there, then he should have given a single language to them. He could have given just a uniform language so that everybody can speak and understand one language. That reversal did not happen here. It is totally a different a scenario, a spectacular, spectacular phenomenon that nobody can understand. Just caught up with that awe with that response of, what is this? And secondly, we see immediately the 13th verse is, it says, maybe they're talking like this because they're filled with the wine. They're too drunk, so which is why they're blabbering, they're coming up with different languages. But whatever they blabbered, whatever they spoke, people were able to understand what they were talking what they were prophesying there. So Peter says, when they say that they were blabbering or they had too much of wine, here we see the response of 
Peter, the second response from the people is they had too much of wine in 2.13. And here we see that the Holy Spirit is interpreter of times. Interpreter of times. Holy Spirit has entered into the human history to make them new, to begin anew in the salvific history of God. And also we see that Holy Spirit creates a new community, a community of people when tons of flames came and rested on each one of them. It is the birth and mark of the church and by marking them it is also marking every individual that they become the agents in this world to God's work. They are God's slaves. In Joel, we see uh, one of the verses, it says that they have become God's slaves. When he mentions that it is like socio-economic dimension, but when we see here that we are completely taken, that we are completely uh, in fold with God. So the Holy Spirit has embraced and taken everyone. So they, they feel that it's a new creation of the community. And thirdly, it is the Holy Spirit which fills the community with the work of God. When people spoke in different languages, it is not a trick or a mass hysteria that they, they, they speak like that. But there is a purpose. There is a purpose because they are called to communicate the work of God in this world. Everybody are filled with the spirit that, that they go ahead in initiating and communicating the work of God uh, into, in the world. But the third response we see here is in 2.16. The first one is like, what is this? The wonder. Second is, it is a response of disparagement, a, a criticism, a scorn, saying, okay, they did something, so they're just, the result is this. But now in 2.16, Peter says like, this is what? This is it. So he's coming with an answer, this is what? Which means they were able to discern, they were able to see the work of God happening in their lives, in their community and in the church. In Joel, again, we see that the young daughters, your daughters and sons will prophesy Young people will have visions. The old people will have dreams. The, so another dimension Peter is taking here is that they are prophesying. Prophecy is not how we understand because coming, especially Asian countries and coming from India, I don't know how people are crazy after prophecy. Prophecy, the immediate understanding is future telling. Everybody want to know what is going to happen next, what is going to happen in your future. So people have, some people are really addicted to this uh, kind of uh, prophecy mania. But in this context, prophecy is truth telling of God. It is you are telling the truth of God. Prophecy becomes an important component important component to help people to see the ways in which God intervenes and initiates in the community. 
significantly enough it is making through this prophecy to see how the work of salvation is in this world identifying the work of salvation in this world so what is this people were fast but finally they have figured that this is what this is they discern the work of god in this world in in 16 uh, following verses we see that there are there are so many so many signs are going to show up in the heaven uh, there's going to be mist there's going to be smoke the moon is going to go red and the sun is going to become dark but whoever calls upon my name will be saved whoever calls upon my name in verse 21 it says you will be saved so when you discern peter is taking pains going great in great lengths to explain to his community to see beyond celebration to see pentecost beyond the event to understand the work of the holy spirit is what is essential for us to discern the work of salvation in this world so now at this times we know what is going around the first response what is this all of us are asking when this when we have encountered faced with this um pandemic globally everybody have the same question what is this what is happening a kind of criticism or kind of a, um helplessness a kind of question many things people are filled with but the third response is the discernment this is what did we understand that even in these times we can discern the work of god we can discern the holy spirit working in the communities how responsible we are how accountable we are how promising is our work that we go into the world to reach the needy and the vulnerable the holy spirit as we discern it is the work of the god then it helps us it as jesus says i will send the holy spirit that it will help you teach you and it will abide with you that is precisely the work of the holy spirit that you will bear witness to my works so even in this times if we if only we discern with the holy spirit we can still reach and spread the word of god i think it is possible for each one of us to do that may god bless these words may the holy spirit create in us a new spirit empower us and lead us according to his ways father son and the holy spirit amen